Welcome to the future of XYZ. I'm your host, Lisa Grelnick, principal and founder of LVG & Co., an independent strategy consultancy based in New York City. Through quick and candid conversations with innovative leaders, we aim to foster new thinking and explore big questions about where we are as a world and where we're going. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of The Future of XYZ. Uh, Halloween is this weekend, and I couldn't be more excited to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is the future of candy. Uh, joining us to talk about the future of candy is the Senior Vice President of Innovation and Quality at Ferrara uh, Candy Company, a 100-year-old candy confectioner company boasting some of the biggest names in candy. Uh, Heather, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I think as we get towards Halloween, which probably in my mind is like, if you're a sugar addict, Halloween is your best holiday. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, and it's introducing lots of new innovations. I mean, I guess my first question for you is we're entering the holiday. Is it in fact the biggest consumption of candy holiday or day in, 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 in the year? It absolutely is. Halloween is the candy um, holiday of the year. So this is, I would say, where we see our biggest spike in sales um, year over year. And in fact, um, it really is. It's a, It's kind of like our Super Bowl. It accounts for about $4 billion in confection retail if you look across the entire segment. So um, it's just, it's a really exciting time for us. And if you think about candy, it's so much a part of just the social fabric of celebration. Um, so uh, we always talk about how we're really bringing that treat to trick or treat. Um, and we're just, we're, it's an exciting time for us. I really, I love that. And, and you all are uh, a, a Ferraro, not to be mixed up with your name, company, <laughs> which is the Italian manufacturer, which is the world's second largest confectioner and chocolate company. Absolutely. Um, so you have deep, deep, deep roots in, in candy, uh, hundreds of years of expertise, in fact. I mean, as you're looking at, you know, we talk about the holiday and, and, and you know, Halloween being one, but I mean, what are the trends that are happening in the marketplace right now for candy? I feel like, you know, as people are more health conscious, as like CBD comes on the market, as there are these antioxidants, like I feel like what happened to just basic candy? Is it still there? What's happening? Um, yeah, so, you know, there are a lot of trends. And when we look at innovation and innovation in the candy space, we're always looking at the consumer trends. So we look at things and we um, work very closely with our insights team on what are the mega trends for consumers and where are they going? Because what's really important to us is that we meet consumers where their need is. And so I think some of the biggest trends, um, I mean, you referenced a few, but I still see candy as candy. Consumers are looking, um, big trends that kind of stay forever are even those simple ones where they're looking for excitement in the category. What's a new flavor trend? So how are we bringing in, for example, something in that sweet heat category, um, but also just the excitement of different flavor texture combinations. So how are you bringing um, gummy and crunchy together? So definitely um, we have a new innovation that we just came out with um, last year, which is the Nerds Gummy Clusters. Uh -huh. um, and so this is a great example of leveraging that trend where um, if you haven't tried it, it's this gummy center with nerds on the outside. And so you bring these iconic textures together, but in a new and novel way, um, it is 
taking off like gangbusters. Consumers love it. We cannot make it fast enough. And it feels, um, it feels like a, the new version of Pop Rocks. I mean, everyone loves gummy. Everyone loves sour. And like your your trolley is the gummy brand under Ferrara, yes, right? And it so is. Merging two of your brands into one product, which is pretty amazing. Yes, actually, and we did something similar. So when we think about innovation, you know, in these trends, as you mentioned, but also just some of our core expertise, we try to bring the two together. And so when you think about Trolley, um, there, our gummy texture is clearly one of our core experts uh, or expertise, sorry, but how we bring that together with Crunchy, we actually also launched um, in 2019, the Trolley um, Crunchy Crawler. So you have a, a worm that's curved and that sour punch. Um, and then we, we panned it. That's a technology where you're bringing sugar coating onto it and created a thin, crunchy outside shell. So now not only do you get the sour, bright uh, gummy taste from Trolley, you've got a little bit of crunch to go with it. Um, and it's absolutely um, really delighting consumers. I can imagine. And when I look at some of, you know, Farah's packaging, you know, for especially around the, the time that we're living in now, Halloween. I mean, there's actually real innovation happening there too, it feels like. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of a combination of packaging, serving size for the trick-or-treaters, as well as, you know, this surprise and delight of merchandising in some ways. How do you think about that? Yes, I think um, packaging innovation is always a vehicle that we're looking for to bring new and innovative news. Like, how are you bringing the, the bundle um, to the consumer? Um, one example that recently um, we, we launched was called Nerds Twist and Mix. So again, on the Nerds brand. But when you think about Nerds and those um, iconic, vibrant colors, um, putting that into a package that really put that on display. And then we know consumers lo love the trend of how can I make the most unique flavor combination that's special to me. So we created a package that allowed them to do just that. So it's um, a package that comes with six different compartments. You can twist the lid, open it to your combination or a twist of two. Um, and so this is an example of where I absolutely agree. Packaging can really drive a new experience for consumers. Um, and you're it's right, like even dip. with just, pardon? Is it reminds me of fun dip. Oh, I'm fun dip, exactly. A two compartment where you can mix things together. Um, another great example um, and one of our most iconic brands. Um, so those are absolutely where packaging comes into play. And, and I think you're right, even at the Halloween time, it's a great place where you're, you're able to provide a treat um, in a small pack format. Um, so this is uh, a great way for us to get things into mixed bags for consumers so they can try new things. So, I mean, just to pivot, because candy is fun. I mean, there is yes. no way around it. It is really, really fun. And I was a candy junkie for a very, very, very <laughs> long time. And, yes. <laughs> but at some point I started like, you know, I started eating clean. I'd always eaten clean, but gummies, especially and nerds and hot tamales and good and plenty. And <laughs> a lot of your portfolio brands a lot. were my, were my, were my kryptonite, if you will. Um, yes. and I've slowly kind of taken a lot of that out of my diet, you know, because of just pure sugar concerns and also sugar sourcing. I mean, as you guys think about where the future is heading, um, are you seeing pushback or or not so much? And how do you and how do you adapt? No, this is a great question, and this is something that we definitely 
um, want to be part of the total solution for consumers. We know this is um, a key you know, thing for all consumers to be cognizant of. And in our category, one great thing is, you know, we really look at it as a treat and all treats are in moderation, right? And one thing we know about the category itself is consumers tend to consume this, you know, candy maybe already and a two to three time per week. So they're treating it like a treat, which is great. Um, but beyond that, we've partnered with the um, National um, Confections Association, where we're part of their Always a Treat um, program, which means all of our, we've committed that all of our packaging will be 200 calories or less. That's so we're great. trying to do things that, you know, really are thoughtful about the consumer, about the well-being, knowing that we're in the treat category. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course we do have um, programs within you know, research and development around the advances and how can we make the taste great, but with less sugar. Um, so these are things that we're doing to really be a part of, of that because you're right for consumers, and for all of us, this is very important. We wanna bring, like you said, it brings a delight and excitement and how do we do that and keep it in the treat. Absolutely. I mean, and, and just for some background, you know, I was the vice president of brand and innovation at Shobani and, you know, really looking at that time for five years ago, you know, really looking deeply at sugar, which a lot of it comes out of lactose and the consumer education piece, because packaging is, you know, FDA regulated packaging is not really that helpful for consumers. So, you know, how do you take a step forward towards what consumers need? And I like that idea of it, you know, recognizing it is a treat and that is a special occasion. Yes, absolutely. That's, um, we, we want to make sure we bring so much delight. There's so much emotion. There's so much in celebration that, um, you know, candy plays a role. Um, and how do we make sure we're still present there while just keeping it in the right um, moderation, I guess. So absolutely. you're absolutely right. And what's crazy is that I think, and, and you'll know this better, but I think by doing some quick research, candy consumption and chocolate consumption have both grown during COVID. That's not surprising, but are staying up and growing. Yes. Yes, we have seen candy on the rise. Um, we know that this is, like I said, it's it's playing a part in the social fabric. And I think, you know, throughout COVID, um, we definitely saw some changes in behaviors. Um, there was it early on in the, you know, the pandemic, just thinking about consumer behavior and how it changes. Um, people were not on the go as much, right? We were all being asked to kind of stay home and and um, with that, we didn't see as many trips to the convenience store, which is a big outlet for candy. So initially yeah. we saw a bit of a decline, but you're right. Another shift was I think for all of us to buying things through e-commerce and online, candy was a benefit of that as well. Yeah. And I think that's playing a role in some of this increased um, you know, habits and behaviors that we're seeing is there's a habit now of buying more candy in other places. Um, plus, people are returning to retail, they're returning to a little bit of their um, quick travel. trips or travel, which we're all excited about. So um, you're right, we're seeing a, a resurgence in the um, in people's behaviors and consuming candy and and they they seem to be loving it, hopefully because of the many great innovations we're coming out with, they just uh, we're continuing to excite them. So what is your favorite innovation for this Halloween, uh, whether it's your own or uh, or someone else's? Well, actually, um, I'm glad that you asked this question. So um, we, uh, we're we really excited about the Halloween timeframe, like I said, and we're always looking for ways that we can kind of partner with retailers, partner with our brands, something that's iconic to us. So 
Um, one of the innovations that we came out with this year was um, based on our candy corn um, technology and product, but we came out again with Nerds. Nerds is really on fire this year. Um, <laughs> we created a Nerds candy corn. So it's got a dual texture to it where it's coated um, with one kind of texture and it's got that candy corn texture in the center, but it's all flavored with Nerds. So it's, wow. it's a really exciting way that we're bringing this into the season. Um, and we couldn't be more thrilled um, with this innovation. So, so it's Nerds candy corn. It's Nerds Candy Corn. Um, definitely look for it on the shelf. Uh, it's uh, it's got that very iconic Nerds flavor with that candy corn texture. It's a great combination. Amazing. I, I I'm excited to see how that does. Candy corn is one of those things that people either love or really hate, and I think you can bring Nerds to it and make everyone love it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> very interesting. And and so. I mean, Halloween is here. There's the there's the treat in the trick or treat. What are some of the other holidays that are you know big opportunities for candy companies and and where consumption spikes? Oh yeah, so um, I would say all of what we consider kind of four major holiday times. Um, so if you think about with Halloween, we just talked about really the Super Bowl of candy, right? Um, right behind that is more what we refer to as the holiday season. And if you think about with Ferrara, um, we play a very big role with candy canes. Um, we have almost 50% of the segment in candy canes. Um, it, here again is where we look for opportunities with our brands to, to bring new innovative things. Um, so look for things like a trolley candy cane. You're bringing the flavor of trolley, but into the candy cane form. Um, and then the next big time frame is um, around Valentine's Day, um, where we have conversation hearts. And this is when we're looking to, um, we introduced a new conversation heart, if you can believe that, the iconic uh, conversation heart, but he had messages um, more embossed on both sides of the heart. So um, this was a new um, exciting thing. And then when you get to the Easter holiday, um, we have about 60% of the share in jelly beans. Um, so everybody loves jelly beans. Um, there's a lot that you can do with flavor um, and the visual um, with jelly beans and size. So I would say, you know, because um, like I had mentioned, candy is really a part of that occasion and that um, really being a part of all of the celebrations, uh, we see that it plays an integral role to our business. And so we're very focused on each of the seasons and making sure we're there with consumers. I, I think it's fascinating. And I mean, we're, I think about some of these holidays, right? I mean, yeah. Valentine's Day is, you know, a global holiday now. One could argue a, quite a commercial holiday, but based on the Saint Valentin, so I, there is a heritage. Easter is a Christian holiday, so it's certain markets. You know, Halloween has historically been a totally pagan, American celebrated <laughs> holiday that we have exported to the world because it's so much fun. Um, <laughs> What are the what are the trends? I mean, the holidays the holiday season incorporates lots of different you know um, both religious and cultural uh, considerations. But what is your kind of global footprint with these brands, and and do we see a difference between American consumption and and global consumption? Yeah, no, I think it's an excellent question. So um, we are actually looking to expand our footprint um, globally. Um, and so this is a big initiative for us. I would say most of our brands today have a really solid presence in North America, um, but we are looking and I, to go globally. And you're right, in market, um, 
taste and texture preferences. Um, we really look to do the research within that market. So how can we adapt um, for, for the local taste profile? So um, maybe if you're coming, maybe it's a flavor variety. Um, I know um, in, in a previous role, maybe a dominant flavor in the US is chocolate, but a dominant flavor maybe in Canada is butterscotch. So you have to really be thinking about the flavor delivery for the market, as well as um, the taste and the texture. So we, we take all of that into account as we're looking to expand our brands like Nerds, like um, our Black Forest brand. How can we take this and expand it into more global markets? Um, I love that. And it, and it makes a lot of sense, actually, um, when you think about it. And what about that same kind of question in terms of, you know, uh, the supply chain footprint globally? I mean, again, we come back to sugar, but there are other inputs as well. Um, what does the supply chain right now look like? And are you also being disrupted based on the, the disruptions that are existing in the, in the, the global, uh, you know, capitalist markets? Yes. Well, I mean, I think we're not isolated from the supply chain, you know, versus anyone else that's experiencing some of these disruptions worldwide. So um, I can definitely say um, when it comes to things that we're dependent on, maybe coming from, you know, that needs to be shipped from overseas, we know there's a lot of um, kind of backups in some of the ports. We've seen some of that as well. But when it comes to something, you know, one of our core areas of sugar, we've not really seen a lot of disruption there. And I think a lot because we have a lot of domestically go grown, right? Um, sugar, two thirds of it is coming from domestic. So that has really helped. Um, yes, this is making a, a big difference for us. So we, you know, that's one of our core commodities, obviously. And um, so there's been some areas where yes, but in other areas, um, we've not seen as, as dramatic of impacts as maybe some others. So I think uh, the great thing is things seem to be kind of coming into, you know, we're headed in a good direction. I don't think we're there yet by any means, no. um, but uh, we feel really good about the outlook for 2022. I love that. And, and, and in terms of like, just, I, um, just to finish with the supply chain side, yeah. when we talk about these things, are there any global, you know, kind of sourcing, labeling standards that you see coming down the pipeline, whether it's non-GMO, whether it's, you know, not, no preservative, no additive, you know, all the, the flavoring and colorings, like what are you seeing coming down the pipeline that is like, you know, on your all's mind? Yeah, no, I think this is a great um, question as well. We're always trying to stay close to like what the up and coming regulations are, not only here, but coming through the EU. Um, I think some that we, we tend to keep our eye on, we know that, um, labeling for bioengineering ingredients is coming up as part of the 2022 regulation. So you'll see a lot of, you know, you're, you're probably seeing it now, labels incorporating that. Um, GMO continues to be, or non-GMO continues to be something that um, is being discussed, you know, in the industry. Um, so we're staying close on that. I don't think, you know, any firm verdicts on that. And then of course, as it comes to things, we're always looking for opportunities to move into the more um, as it pertains to colors and flavors and um, the non-synthetic space. So I think that's an area where consumers continue to, um, you know, have a concern and we're always staying up on that and what makes sense for our category. So I think those are some of the key areas that have been around for some time and they continue to be the ones that we, we are looking out at. That makes perfect sense. And, and, it's, and it's actually exciting to see um, some of this come down the pipeline for consumer education and, and clarity, frankly, right? Yes, absolutely. 
Um, so as we think about wrapping up, Heather, I really want to focus. We're, we're talking about the future of candy. You know, we're looking out to Halloween. We're looking at a couple of years to standards. But like, as you think, you know, let's say this time next year or in five years or in 10 years, like what is the future of candy? Oh, I, um, I wish I could predict the exact future of candy. Um, but I will say, I think um, what's going to be really exciting is in the areas of where we're bringing things that are more about the experience, more things through the whole delighting the consumer. Um, and I think the trends that are headed in the direction of um, how can you bring more texture combinations together for the future. Um, I know for us, we, we recently launched um, a trolley Martian mix, which is about um, you know, weirdly awesome from Trolley, you would expect no less, but um, how you have Martian figurines and they can be assembled into, you know, a body on the spaceship. Um, we hope this takes us into the future. Uh, just a little joke there, but um, we're really excited about the flavor combination there that um, consumers can create. So the future of candy to me is quite bright. Um, and I think here at Ferrara, we're just really excited about um, the passion that we have for that innovation and creativity. Um, and I think that's really what it starts with. So um, we look forward to the trends, you know, where we can continue to just bring that exciting new news to consumers. Um, well, you, you, you've teed up perfectly my very last question for you, which is, as we look even farther out than five or 10 years, is there a role for candy in space? <laughs> You know, I am not sure, but I sure hope so, because with all of these people heading out into space, um, I would love to be a part of bringing our first candy introduction to the future space uh, village and space station that will be out there. So um, more to come with that. The, 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 the Martian candy for real. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Um, Heather, this is so much fun to talk with you about the future of candy as we go into the Halloween weekend. Thank you for joining us on Future of XYZ. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and everyone listening, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Future of XYZ. Uh, if you don't already subscribe, please do so. Uh, video on YouTube or as a podcast, Apple, Spotify, uh, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Future of XYZ. And check out those nerds candy corn before the holiday is up because that sounds awesome. Thanks again, Heather and Ferrara, for having us, uh, having us interview you for the future of candy. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Future of XYZ. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow Lisa Grelnick on LinkedIn. Visit future-of.xyz or subscribe to the Future of XYZ podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.